The Cocoon is an experimental theatre show playing as part of the Melbourne Fringe Festival. It's directed by Katrina Gassite and the head costume designer is Chantal Makes. I sat down with these two to find out exactly what the play is all about. It is uh, about relationships and about falling in love in different ways and sort of like different cycles of being in love. Um, so like the beginning and the middle-ish part and then falling in love with someone all over again and ending um, represented in four vignettes. Uh, so two couples and two monologues. And they combine very theatrical ways of performing. So it's very intimate and they talk to each other, but also out to the audience. And the audience is free to respond if they choose. Yeah, all set inside of a cocoon. What's the representation of the cocoon? I think Katrina at one point had talked about like the binding energy of love. Yeah, it's yeah, it binding. sounds a bit hippy dippy, but it's not like I think it's it's the representation is the cocoon being something I mean like the webbing is something that ties people together, almost gets them stuck in places but also being a site of metamorphosis and change and it's something that you do get stuck in, but then maybe come out of in a different state or in a different state of being. And I think that's something that relationships, especially romantic ones, end up doing to people quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I saw the first version or the first play that um, was kind of the first iteration of this script, which was called The Nursery Web. And it was a very quite a naturalistic kind of set. Yeah, um, was, there, was no, there was no, there was no set design. No <laughs> no uh, and it was an incredible script and I was really blown away um, by the writing. Uh, and I just knew that I wanted to work with Katrina at some point. So, yeah, I I mean, when Katrina said, yeah, I want it kind of to look like a web cocoony thing, I was like, oh, that's going to be really difficult. <laughs> and I didn't really... Uh, like we did some research, um, uh, looked at a few uh, inspirational images, um, came across these architects uh, that create these kind of things, although I know that many people do, um, with package, packing tape. So just had a little play um, and, yeah, found that we could create quite beautiful organic shapes quite quickly. That was actually probably the easy bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the fun bit for sure. Yeah. Did you consider any other materials or was it... We tried some cling wrap as well um, because you can recycle cling wrap and it does create a different textural kind of quality. It's, There's some cling wrap there, in here. There yeah. is cling wrap in here. And funnily enough, like, you know, I like crafting things, but I couldn't master the cling wrap and Katrina is the master of the cling wrap. Master <laughs> of the cling wrap. Um, but yeah, we, it was quite a collaborative like, web making process where we just tried different things and kind of created the base structure. So this whole set, um, except for the base here, is completely cling wrap and masking tape. I mean, sorry, not masking tape, packing tape, clear packing tape. Uh, so there's no poles hidden up there at all um, yeah. from here onwards. And all. surprisingly, like, halt, like the actors do kind yeah. of put their weight on it, not fully hang on it because... We're not sure of the integrity of the actual building, but the cling wrap itself, or the masking, the boxing tape, it it's got quite. It can, yeah. it can do some magical things. Yeah, and it's been a beautiful process to see. Like it's a it's a kind of another worldly like element in a play that's 
about raw emotions, but uh, the actors slowly have got used to the piece and like play with it as if it's just in their lounge room or you know, they're just hanging out on a couch or leaning against the yeah. door or yeah. it just feels like it's a very natural piece of their life as the actor and that kind of thing, the characters and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know about the people in the play, the other, all the actors? Have you watched them before? Uh, a few of them, yes. A few of them. So two of them were recast from the original, the nursery web, um, Ange and Melina. Melina had a different role because uh, it, was, it was rewritten quite a bit. Then Hannah, I worked with just very recently. We acted together in a show at Chapel Up Chapel. Take a seat. Kate, I know from improv randomly and just asked her to audition because I've always really liked her energy. Paul, just we, we were out. We were short and after like really mm-hmm. late in the rehearsal process. And he just saw a Facebook post and asked to come in and read. And he was, just blew me away. And has been blowing us away every single night. I mean, like, he came in for the first rehearsal and it was unbelievable. Um, and Tam? Tam, Tam, uh, yeah, Tam uh, came in and auditioned again. She was sort of, she she was a friend of one of the assistant directors. Um, so it kind of came together from different circles, all within, like, the, the Melbourne theater scene is quite small. Um, so it just came from different circles, different shows, and it kind of warm together and now we've got this hmm. cast of six and they're all fucking great yeah so you've moved here recently from new york a year ago a year ago yesterday oh, it's officially yay. how would you compare <laughs> the fringe festival to other similar things where you're from um so the fringe there is a new york fringe it's almost non-existent it's so small the theater scene in general is you know it's new york it's massive but for the most part quite unaccessible for independent art uh, for independent artists that want to just sort of create their own work and start working from scratch, which is kind of like the way that I like working, just kind of building something out of nothing. And here there's a lot of potential, and the theater that I have seen is really exciting, and I think it will just keep growing. I think it's a city that's already quite vibrant in the art scene and just going to keep growing. Yeah. Um, so the little sections of this play, are they inspired by something that's happened to you personally? Um, there's, you know, there's moments, there's pockets. It's sort of a collage of experiences that I've had and, uh, experiences that people have told me about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a little snippets of, of stories that I just were told to me or, or that I overheard or that have happened to friends or that I read. Mm-hmm. So it really is like plagiarizing other people's <laughs> lives <laughs> and putting it all together into a piece that, you know, I call my own, but it's really not in the end. It's yeah, kind of bigger a, than that. It's a huge insight into many diverse, different types of relationships too. And I think in the current political climate, it's really relevant because there's so much empathy that you feel because we all, you know, a lot of us feel love. Even if we haven't been in love, we know what it feels like. We know the challenges and the joys of it. So it's something that's relatable, even if you're not, you know, somebody who's in the same place as the actor or the character. You can relate, and it's yeah. Is that why it was important to have the audience working in amongst the actors for that sense of empathy? Yeah, it's the empathy, it's the closeness, and also it's it's the intimacy. I've always been really excited about being in a space that you don't necessarily feel like you're meant to be in, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you you are there because you are the audience. But the scenes are so intimate and so about love, which is just innately so human and so in, internal 
and so it's this it's this it's almost like we try to expand the intimacy into a space that everyone can share and everyone has the same shared experience. Mm-hmm. And in that way, I guess it's immersive. I market it as an immersive show. It's not as it's not obviously immersive. It's immersive in a sense that everyone's sort of in this close, intimate space, and the subject matter is that as well. So you kind of just like you are kind of in a cocoon or like in this small bubble of like warm something mm-hmm. that like kind of sticks you in there. Yeah, I think it would be amazing to take it further one day and make it even more immersive and just see what we can do. But yeah. I feel like given our budgetary and time restraints and everything, yeah, we've pushed it to a place that definitely as you walk into this portable, which at the front just looks really banal, you're taken to a different place and you get to experience something quite unique and pretty potent. So. How have the audiences been reacting so Good. I mean, it's exciting. It's different every time. Um, they react to different things every time. So it's 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 pretty unpredictable in that way, and that's been really exciting. We had one night where they just responded, and it seemed to just prompt the next line, mm-hmm. which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they throw something that's just not going to work, mm-hmm. and the actors have to make it work. You know what I mean? It just doesn't progress the story or the script at all, and they just work with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everyone seemed to relate to at least a portion of it or or empathize with a portion of it yeah the cocoon runs until the end of the festival and tickets can be found on the fringe festival website